Was that a little bit better, Kathy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Um, tonight, our guest is Lady, the real Lady J. <laughs> Do you go by Jennifer? Is that what people yeah. call you, Jennifer? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you're on TikTok. Where are you all? I know TikTok and I am Discord. on TikTok, Instagram, Discord, um, Twitter. Twitter. I'm I'm on all the places. <laughs> I really am. I try to keep the same name like across the board. Um, Telegram and Discord. Well, I am the Relady J on Discord actually, but my my Discord yeah. server is called the Fourth Bomb, and then my Telegram channel is the Fourth Bomb, also. But the Relady J, you can find me anywhere. I've been trying to escape that name, but I've had it since MySpace, and it won't. I can't shake it. <laughs> oh wow! It's, MySpace. <laughs> yeah, it's following me everywhere. I feel like that's it's just mine now. So I just. I'm embracing it at this point. I miss I miss my space. My space was I cool too. So much freedom <laughs> yeah. there. Like somebody needs to buy the rights and create it back. Revive it. Yeah. <laughs> I miss it. Hi, Jessa Fryer. Yes, it started. Um, it started. <laughs> um. Were we late? Krista, we were late. Oh, sorry, y'all. It's my fault. <laughs> One minute. All glory to God. <laughs> I love that. One's a sugar, sugar issue. Amen. Hey, Amy. Oh, there were so many more familiar ones. faces on your intro than I even realized. Normally, I listen to, to playbacks a lot while I'm working. And um, yeah. I always skip through intros, so I never watched your intro until just now. And I know so many of those people more than I even realized. That was really cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then there's a whole crowd over here. Ghost Riders over there. Rambo's over there. Riders over there, too. <laughs> On Pilled. It's, oh, I started it's basically to say. the It's the peanut gallery. It's a naughty group. Don't oh, wait. Lie. I didn't know peanut. They're naughty. That's the naughty group. <laughs> I'm going to pull it up so I can watch the chat. Is, can I do that? Yeah, it's just LNK chats. That's now that I know about that's, this. That's the naughty side. They're the bad ones. <laughs> Y'all. They, have, they have to sit at the children's table. <laughs> Aw. That's sweet. You are sweet. That's, that's the TikTok fam. And the Discord fam. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is awesome. This is awesome. <laughs> I can't look at the peanut gallery over there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was just looking at. I'm going to prop it up right here so I can just watch it scroll. Don't do it. <laughs> oh. I don't have it pulled up for a reason. I don't. They give me a hard time. <laughs> Just gonna say no to that. that. Laughs are important. <laughs> You'll definitely get it with that group. <laughs> it's fun though. So honestly, this our... is what this is what group text messaging looks like between me and my siblings. Like what that chat looks like right now. <laughs> That's yeah. all we do back and forth. Well, that's what we call it the family. We call it the family for a reason. So they're, yeah. 
I love it though. So I'm going to pop up our prayer list because we have some really serious prayers. This we have for a couple of weeks. Well, several weeks actually, but anyway, it's going to cover us, but you'll, you will still hear each other. Kathy, do you want to read it or? Yeah. Yep. 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 Wait, we got do you know about honey? No. Oh, I know that she's stressing about her dad's. No, there's things. more. No, there's more. Okay. Honey's great niece, uh, great niece passed away yesterday. She was 14 months old. Oh my God. <sighs> so, and she just lost her dad. So it's, it's, it's rough right now. So please keep honey in your prayers. And um, she's our she's love, huh? She, yeah, the, she is. The last one, CJ and Cheryl. CJ is Cheryl's grandpa, like grandpa, and he's got brain cancer. And so that's that's Alyssa's friend. Okay, now you come. Okay, we got uh, Benson, of course, Honey and her family, uh, Stephanie R, Andy Colette. Uh, Ellen K. Chats fam, AV fam, uh, Prayer Warriors 365, Band of Outlaws family, Space, Space Shots Child. Oh, yeah. That's something from, yeah, just, oh, okay. that's all I know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Christy, Mama Talk 78, April Frady's family, uh, Zivas. Uh, 2A Patriot Mama, Mal and her girls, Joanne, Cindy, Alyssa, and fam, uh, Briella, Miss Karen, Colleen, Owen, Declan, Dylan, Katie, Andrew, and the girls, Alicia, AJ's dad and grandma, Todd, Amanda, Allison, CJ, and Cheryl. So, yeah, we had some new. Adeline has pink eye, the new baby. Amy's new grandbaby has pink eye. That's horrible. So, Adeline, too. Yeah. Yeah, everybody. Send honey, love, and prayers, her family. So, Kathy, you want to pray? It's our routine. She never lets <laughs> do. Okay. Father, we thank you for this day and everything you've given us. We just pray a hedge of protection around each and every person that's watching. Pray a hedge of, I pray a hedge of protection around Jennifer, Kathy, and I. I pray a hedge of protection around our technology, around our internet service, so that everything goes out clearly. We pray that we speak only your words, that the Holy Spirit fills this place, and that Everyone is blessed and praise you, Jesus. We praise you and thank you and give you all the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So, um, I do have a scripture. Are you reading? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's our scripture. Again, it covers us, but you can still hear us. 2 Timothy 1.7, this is from Amy. Um, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear, 
but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of sound judgment and personal discipline, abilities that result in calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. And I needed that. Me too. <laughs> needed it. <laughs> so, yeah. And this is our link tree. And I was telling Jennifer that she is on there. We've got all the fam on there. It's kind of just become the family tree. Um, Prayer Warriors I love, 365. I love the link tree is the family tree. <laughs> I know, right? That's what, I kind of like that too. Hey, Lance. Hey, Lance. Um, um, but yeah, so there's everything's in there. Just all the family stuff. <laughs> so your stuff is in there too. I think I put your stuff in there last week or the week before at the same time I put Alphabet stuff in there. I, hadn't, I didn't know why I hadn't, didn't have it in there before, but it's in there now. So everybody's in there. But yeah. So you... Do you want to introduce, introduce yourself a little bit for anybody that doesn't know who you are? <laughs> okay. Um, my name is Jennifer. I am also known as The Real Lady J on social media. As you heard, can't shake the name. Uh, I thought I thought that it was just some like college identity crisis that I was going through when I made it. But it turns out that the Lord had other plans for it, just like he does with a lot of things. So I embrace it now. <laughs> um, but it is, it's a great introduction name because people always have the same joke like are you the real lady j like yes there's lots of fakes <laughs> out there but i there are many but i am the real one um but no i um i am one of the people who gets silenced on tiktok a lot but probably not as much as everybody else i've never actually lost my account for good every time they permabanned me i got it back um i don't know how i fly under the radar but i do <laughs> But I talk, uh, I'm a Christian content creator. I talk a lot of smack about the government. Whoever needs to have their deeds addressed, I address them. <laughs> uh, equal opportunity across the board. It doesn't matter which side you're, of the aisle you're sitting on for me. I'm going to call it out. Um, but I love to talk about God. I love to talk about the Bible. And that is really what I utilize TikTok for. And it's kind of blown me away how much God is using it also. It wasn't my intention when I started. It just evolved into that. So it's been fascinating. I used to uh, live stream on Facebook many, many years ago. Um, I was anonymous on Twitter for a very long time. I've had a few Twitter accounts, uh, but this is the first one that actually has my name and my face on it. So <laughs> I feel like we're <laughs> stepping up in the world when we can like come out from behind the cloak. But that's that's me. I'm a mom. I homeschool. I try to be a good person, but I fail every day, but God picks me back up and <laughs> here we are. Yeah, we all do. None mm -hmm. of us are perfect. Yep. So, yep. And it's so important to admit that I feel like, you know, not just for our own benefit to keep ourselves humble, but for the benefit of others to let other people Absolutely. know that if you do stumble and you do fall, it's okay. We're literally all doing it every moment of every day. Yeah. True, yeah. true, true, true. Absolutely. Hey, so honey, we daughter. didn't expect you. Extra prayers, babe. Love you. Love you. My daughter is in here somewhere. I, I want to introduce everybody to my daughter. 
this is this is Krista. That's my girl. <laughs> I was I was telling her beforehand that I craved lemons with you. <laughs> we have that in common, Krista. <laughs> so, um, where do you want to start with your testimony? Do you want to? Oh gosh, are you nervous? This is. I am nervous. And, uh, and, well, that's what makes me nervous because I feel like I've lived so many lives in my 38 years. It's it's almost unreal even to me to look back on. Um, and that, that statement will probably make sense as I go. But I'll start with the most important part of how I got to where I am now. And then I'll backtrack a little bit and kind of like fill in the gaps, I guess. Um, in 2018, April 7th of 2018. So I just had my five-year anniversary. Um, I was in a car accident and I woke up in shock trauma and didn't know who I was. I had a Jane Doe bracelet on. They knew who I was. I did not know who I was. So they they don't give you any anything that could give you a clue or give you an answer because when it comes to the brain and the mind, there's not really a measurement scale because you can't physically see the damages done to it always. Um, so... I woke up, didn't know who I was. Um, I don't remember a lot from that day. I just have like little blips, you know, like like almost like little movie scenes that I remember of certain things. I do remember the moment I got my name correct on the first try. Uh, they slapped a they slapped the bracelet on my wrist. That was like my identification. So you know when you're in the hospital and they come in and they scan. This is just a little fun fact for everybody. It was in that moment that I realized like something was off because. Like I'm in the hospital. I've been here for a while. I should have had the bracelet on like the whole time. And I looked down and I had a Jane Doe bracelet on my left wrist. Um, normally your hospital bracelet is on your right. So it's kind of like an indicator to staff, like nurses, doctors, whoever comes into the room that you can't identify yourself and they're not supposed to like say your name. Um, so that was kind of like a cool thing to learn, but a terrible way to have to learn oh, it. Um, yeah. I ended up leaving shock trauma um, after a few hours, I was not physically broken in any way. I had no scratches on me. I did have like swelling, like in my face and stuff from the airbag, but physically no damage was done to me. And, and this part stands out. I remember walk, my friend came to pick me up and we were leaving and this male nurse stood up and I couldn't see anything by the way, cause my glasses had been smashed off my face in the accident. I couldn't see and everything's like a blur to me. And I just, this male nurse stands up and um, he was like, where are you going? Like, where do you, where are you coming from? And I like got startled. Cause I was like, well, I'm supposed to be leaving. Like, why is he mad? And it's like, I don't know that room back there. And he was like, no, you're leaving right now. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, you just got up and walked out. And I was like, yeah, they told me to go. And he was like, no, you don't understand. Nobody walks out of shock trauma. He was like, you must have an army of angels around you. And I was mm -hmm. like, in that moment, I, I, I just got like response again, because I don't think I truly understood who God was at that point in my life. Like I had a relationship with God, but not with Jesus. And this will make sense later. But it was like in that moment, it hit me of what was really happening to me because I was so confused. You know, I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know who I was. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I was like, you have no idea, <laughs> like, because I was just so lost in my mind. Um, so I never forgot that, that moment and him saying that to me. And he was just like, you know, people either get transferred to another floor or they leave in a bag. 
but nobody walks out on their own two feet. And, and I'll just never forget that. You know, it was just like solidifying that somebody else knew that God had my back. And in that moment, like, that's what I needed. Yeah. Um, so now I guess I'll backtrack a little bit, <laughs> fill in the gaps. Um, I was raised knowing who Christ was. We did go to church in like chunks of life, but I always think of us as like more like the holiday type of Christians, you know, that go on like Christmas and Easter and not really like a real relationship with God type of Christian family. Um, my dad was raised Catholic. My mom refused to raise us that way. My stepmom was Lutheran, but my mom was Episcopalian. So it was just kind of like, had lots of different like mixes in there of like what like mm -hmm. religion was. And it was just a bunch of rules for me. And I have a rebellious spirit by nature. Like a lot of us do, but <laughs> I hate being told what to do. <laughs> And even when it comes to having a relationship with God, I hated being told what to do. But I think the biggest challenge that I faced in my life was I experienced a lot of trauma um, from a very young age and in lots of different ways. Um, and as I was healing from different things or not healing from these things, I developed walls against, you know, people on the outside, but I was also developing walls of like who I was, you know, I was like creating new identities every time as like a way to kind of like deal with it. So I would change the things that I was into, the music I listened to, the friends that I hung around, mm -hmm. um, clothing, just think everything about me would change anytime I went through a trauma because it was like, I was just trying to escape it. Um, when I was a teenager, I started going to Young Life. Some friends of mine used to take me a lot because they didn't want me to getting into trouble <laughs> everywhere else so it started as me just kind of going you know just to have something to do and then I would go on retreats and stuff and I started to see this happiness that everybody else had and this peace and this joy and I was like I want that and so I accepted Christ into my life I don't think I've ever shared this part of my story I accepted Christ into my life then um, and I remember telling my family and they were all very excited for me and I remember feeling like I had won, like they finally love me. They finally accept me. Like I did something right. Like, okay, Christ was the way to go. Like I got this, uh, but I didn't because I didn't actually change anything in my life. There wasn't anything um, like really guiding me. I didn't really have the desire to change or maybe I didn't have the knowledge that I could change. Um, but I also like standing where I'm at now and looking back, I know like it was, that was the trauma doing that to me. I hadn't healed from it. I hadn't moved on mm -hmm. and I didn't know how to give it over to the Lord yet. Um, so it was kind of like this battle of like Jesus or defense mechanisms. And I'm like, other defense mechanisms are safe. <laughs> like I know that those will make me feel better and that will work. And that was the path that I ended up going. Uh, when I was in college, fast forward, I was still trying to hang on to Christ, but still not getting that peace and that joy that everybody else seemed to have. And I know that I was very envious of people like that. And I didn't understand why I didn't have that, that relationship with him. Why wasn't I happy? Why was I still miserable? Why were the people around me still like awful? <laughs> like, and why was I still awful, you know, as like a response to it? Um, so when I went to college, it was kind of like a little bit of freedom. And I started meeting people of a lot of different cultures and things. And I started exploring and I started thinking, and I had a Muslim roommate 
And she taught me a lot about her faith. And I never, you know, explored that faith. But I remember thinking like, oh, so I can still have Jesus in my life, but he doesn't have to be savior. That's cool. Because they believe that Jesus was just a prophet. So it almost created this space where I could like hold on, but like not really be holding on. Like it's kind of like a loose grip. Don't you think, though, that it was more like a, um, because I know I went through a lot of similar situations where it was just a feeling out of what, what is real and what is not. Yeah. 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 Because that's what I felt. There was like a part of me. Everything. Yeah. And there was a part of me that didn't really want to let go. And I think that's why I thought like that was kind of a cool thing to have. It's like, oh, I can still, I can still have Jesus, but not like you know, the, the religious part of it. Yeah. 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 Um, over time though. Okay. I keep wanting to skip over this one part, but I feel like the Holy spirit is like poking me. Like I have to share this. Yeah. Okay. My car accident was not the first time I experienced divine intervention. Um, I might actually cry now. I was in an abusive relationship in college. Um, And when it started, when I first met this person, I remember God very clearly telling me to leave it alone. And not to involve myself with this person. And I was like, I got it. It's okay. (laughs) Like, I'll bring him to the good side. Like, I can help him. And I literally, I literally felt him leave me at that point. And that's not an easy thing to admit. But when you blatantly tell God, no, I don't want your help. He's going to honor the free will that he gave you. And he's going to not help you. And that's, that's a terrible thing to acknowledge, but it's true. He gave you free will. Um, so months went by and things got worse and worse and worse and worse until he did step back in. Um, and I can, I'm not going to go into a lot of details because I just can't. And I don't know who's listening and who also can't hear it. Uh, but there was a very bad situation where I was for certain, like, this is the end of me. There's no way I'm walking out of this apartment. Um, and it ended with me on the floor and the person ran outside to go, uh, get their pew pew from the car. And I lived in like a a converted house. So my, the upper floor was my apartment. So when he ran out of the house, the door to the the house, the actual house, not my apartment, but like the building slammed shut and locked behind him and he couldn't get back inside. And I got up as fast as I could. And there was like water everywhere. Like things were just really destroyed in the house. I was like trying to clean up as best as I could because I felt like when he gets back in here, I know what's going to happen. And I'm not, I'm going to, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to be standing on my feet. I'm not just going to be like laying there waiting. But it was almost like I, I left my body. Like, it's like, I can see myself racing around, cleaning everything. And I could tell you where every single angel was in the room in that very moment. If you were to take me back to that apartment, I would be like right there, right there, right there. And it was like this barrier around the building and he couldn't get back inside. And there were times later on that he would try to climb up the balcony and like break in and he couldn't, he couldn't get in. That didn't change the terror and the fear that, you know, lived inside of me because of that. Um, But God absolutely intercepted my life that day. And 
this is the worst part for me. And this was the hardest part about healing from my car accident. Um, I knew that I had told him no. I knew that I ignored him and I disobeyed him. And I felt as though I deserved everything that happened to me. And I did not understand why he saved me, even though I told him no. I did. I just didn't feel like I was worthy of it. I felt like I should have died. My life, like I, I had tried several times in my life to go that route. It never worked. And then this happened and it was almost like this guilt towards God. Like I felt bad for even ending up in that situation when he was trying to protect me from the beginning. Um, oh, I just lost it. Look, defense mechanism. I started to get upset and then like, <laughs> it just left my brain. <laughs> oh, what was I saying? The guilt with God. That little blip in my brain is going to make sense too when I continue on with the story. It was something about fear, which is why your thing was relevant, but your scripture, but it'll come back to me. It's okay. I'll just carry on. Um, but all of those things caused me to run from God even more in my life. It was like, I, I couldn't accept the fact that he came to save me from that. So I just like took off in the other direction, like even harder. So, you know, in the Bible where uh, Jesus talks about when they're doing um, deliverance and he says, you know, when you cast a spirit out, it's going to come back and see if anybody's guarding the house. And if they're not, it's going to bring seven, seven even worse than him. And that's exactly what happened to me. So because it was like, because God removed me from that situation, but I didn't fill that, that hurt and that emptiness and that, that drama with his presence and his spirit, all the other ones came back like times 10. And I just got onto this path of like being tormented. Like I was tormented when I was sleeping tormented when I was awake. I was convinced that people were out to get me because that was part of what the relationship was like. There's a lot of um, mind control and manipulation and things like that happening. And I, I just couldn't get out of that, that space. Um, so over time, I really started to explore with other things because I've always been a super spiritual person. So I was aware of the spirit realm, very much connected to it, but I couldn't make it make sense with Christ. Um, but so I, I learned that there were a lot of other things out there that would welcome somebody who had giftings like that. Um, so I started to explore a lot of things and it's a slippery slope for a reason. Over time, I, um, I think I probably started with astrology like most people do. Um, that led into different types of divination and tarot card readings Um I eventually became a Reiki master. So I had gone through like levels of certification and lots of invoking of different spirits that go along with all of these things. I was trained in lots of different healing modalities. Um, and a lot of this happened within a very short period of time. And I was always aware of God. I was always, I always believed in God. I never didn't believe in God, but I just had shunned Jesus like out of the picture. And it was almost like I was, I was justifying, like, I'm still in this spiritual space. Like, I can't possibly be doing this without God. This is God giving me these gifts. And I've come to learn that that's probably true. God did give me those gifts, but I wasn't using them the way God intended for me to use them. And because I wasn't, I didn't have anybody to 
kind of be like a covering over me. Um, it left me open and vulnerable for other people or other spirits with ulterior motives to kind of like weasel in there and try to use it. Um, I also was initiated into the Eastern Stars, which is the female um, sect of the Masons. Um, I was into witchcraft and I would love to tell you like, oh, I didn't do like black magic, but like there's no such thing as like white magic. Like magic is magic and the Bible tells you not to do it. Period. End of discussion. <laughs> like I always tell people like it never says that it's not real. And I think that was the trap that I fell into. It was like, Christians don't know what they're talking about. Like this stuff is absolutely real. Like the Bible doesn't tell you it's not real. The Bible just says, don't do it. <laughs> Are you going to listen to your father or not? I had a witch tell me one time that everything she does, see, she was raised the same way I was. Yeah. Assembly of God, Pentecost. She's like, everything I do, our church does. Like I remember um them using divining rods to find water mm -hmm. but and that was my church so i don't know she kind of made made my mind kind of think like maybe that's okay but but the devil is a great copycat mm -hmm. he's a great copycat and he'll always give you the truth tangled up with two lies because your spirit can recognize the truth Mm -hmm. So it's going to cling to that and think that it's okay because he wants nothing more than to stand next to us on judgment day and point the finger at you and be like, look at what you did. And we're going to sit there and be like, Oh, but I didn't know. And he's going to be like, yes, you did. I told you, told you, I told you, mm -hmm. but you know, you turn a blind eye to it. And like, that's, we're watching that happen on a mass scale, like not oh, just yeah. in America, yeah. but across the world. Yeah. Um, so I was, I got married and got divorced very quickly, unfortunately. Um, we were together for a long time, but like once the marriage happened, it was, it was gone just as fast. Um, and that kind of like spiraled me into like a brand new trauma. I was suddenly like a single mom. My, my family suddenly didn't exist. And as somebody who was raised in a place where they didn't really feel loved to like have that kind of like uprooted and tossed to the side was a very difficult thing for me to experience. But I had this tough exterior that I needed to maintain and pretend like I was okay. And it didn't bother me. So that sent me into like a whole nother, like almost faster down that path. Um, so I had started this Reiki business and I was seeing clients out of my house. Like I was bartending a couple days a week, um, but I had a very successful business. I had a, I had a great life actually. I'm not even going to lie about it. I lived on a 40 acre farm. It was just me and my son. Um, nice. I had, a thriving business. I only had to work a couple days a week and I really didn't even have to do that. It was more just as like adult time, you know, get out of the house and talk to people and things like that. Um, and I had just opened like a brick and mortar portion of this healing center that I had. And I, I signed my lease on April 1st and I was supposed to have like the grand opening on April 15th where all of my clients could come in and see everything. And then on April 7th, I had my accident. So they, you, you can't convince me that that wasn't God, like stepping in the way again. Um, and a lot of Christians don't like to hear me say this, but I have to remind you of everything I just told you about myself. I was not on God's team 
at this time, I was actively trying to pull people away from the church. Like I was trying to disprove Christ. Um, like it started as like, oh, I can have Christ and not have to like have him as my savior. Like that's cool into like, this is all a lie. Like, let me show you the truth. Um, so I was not on his side, like at all. And um, when I had experienced the divine intervention before, when he had saved me from trying to unalive myself before, I had always felt his presence with me, like literally picking me up out of the bed, literally holding on to me. And in this moment of the accident, I did not. I didn't see anything. I didn't feel anything. When I woke up in my truck, the first, it was like all of my senses turned back on like one at a time because um, I was unconscious. I remember hearing this awful noise that sounded like if you were watching a movie where the world like ended and there was like 12 people left, you know, and like bombs are going off everywhere. Like that's, that's the, the noise. It was like ear piercing, just like, I can't even explain it. Like the worst alarm clock, I guess in the world. And then I started to smell fire. Um, and then I opened my eyes and I couldn't see anything because my glasses had been, you know, smashed off my face. And I realized that my truck was like surrounded at people or by people. Um, and I just immediately panicked. And I'm not the type of person to panic when something happens. It's like normally I can just kick into like, let's figure this out. You know, I'm, I'm normally very calm and even keeled. Like I just jump into like that manager role and I try to just lead everybody and just keep it calm until later and then I'll break down. And I, I just panicked and I was trying to get myself out of my seatbelt and get out of the car and just get me out of here, get me out of here, like screaming and stuff. Um, the only thing I remember from like this point forward is just kind of like what people have told me. Um, somebody was, was turning. I don't remember anything leading up to the accident for probably like two miles. I have no idea what happened. I will never know what happened. Um, I rear-ended the person that was turning. I never hit my brakes. I just went straight through them. Um, and then since they were getting ready to turn, their wheels were turned and they started to go. And then another car came and hit them. Um, so that guy got flown out. And then for me, the other, um, the other chopper was too far away. So they just took me like by ambulance there. Um, but I do remember, I do want to share this, this one part with you. As we were waiting for like the ambulances to come, like these people had came and, and gotten me to sit on the side of the road and I was just panicking and freaking out and I also couldn't see. So I was just very like overwhelmed and like, I didn't know who, like what was going on, who I was, like, why was I here? What was happening? And I remember there was a woman and a man holding on to me and I felt like I was falling and that, that was the brain injury. But I also hate to be touched like in general. And I remember thinking to myself, like, please get off of me, get off of me. But I also remember feeling very comforted at the same time and thinking like, oh, this person's just trying to help me. You know, like, this is nice. I'm going to allow, uh, like, this is okay. Um, but I, I will never know who that person was. Like, to this day, if I saw them out on the street, like, I would never be able to identify them because I couldn't see. But I'll never forget how they made me feel in that moment. And even though I was terrified and I had no idea what was going on, they were comforting me. And like, I truly believed them when they said like, it's going to be okay. And like, that was such a big, a big thing for me to hold on to. Um, so over time now, I guess we can jump back into like, I woke up at shock trauma. I'm walking out of there. 
I have no idea how I'm going to like get on with life because I don't know what's happening. Like, how did I get into this? Like, where do I go from here? What happens next? Do I just get up and, and go to work tomorrow? Like, I don't, I don't know. The answer to that is no, (laughs) I couldn't do anything. I had a brain injury. Um, and my memory loss is now it's getting better, but I woke up every single morning for six months and didn't know where I was. So panic was the first thing I felt every single day. I would just like shoot up like, oh my God, like panic. And then I would like hit my son because he would, wouldn't leave my side. And I'd be like, oh, right. You're my kid. This is my bed. I'm in my house. And that's how every single day started. So people make the joke like 50 first dates a lot, but like seriously, yes. Like Mm -hmm. it had to be triggered in me. Um, So the days that my son wasn't with me because I, I wasn't my best I couldn't play with him anymore. I couldn't really do anything. Um, So he spent a lot of time with my parents and with his dad and stuff. But when he wasn't there, I was lost. Like I had, I had nothing to like ground me and remind me of who I was, you know, like that I was his mom and this is my life right here. Um, So dealing with that is really what led me to God. I started to lose everything. My friends couldn't, stand to be around me anymore. And like, I don't blame them. Cause I was like, I couldn't connect with them. It was like, I would talk to people even like within my family and I would see this sadness wash over their face. Like they were mourning and I could tell that they lost, they were sad that they lost me, but I didn't know how to fix that. Cause I'm like, I don't know who you're looking for. Like, I'm not her. I don't know whose body I woke up in, but like the girl you're looking for is no longer residing here. Um, so it was like every everything left. So it was like I was really faced with just God. It was just me and him every single day. Um, and when my son would go to school, I would just kind of walk out on the farm and I would just sit in the trees and I would just be like, all right, what do we do now? Because I don't know. I don't know what, what to do. I don't know how to... I don't know how to be a human. I don't know how to talk to people. I don't know how to interact with people. I don't know how to have relationships. Like, how am I supposed to take care of a kid? How am I supposed to go to work and have a job? Like, what do I do? And his answer to me was like, just sit here with me. That's it. And that, that was all I did. So um, in that, in that healing space, there was still a lot of like my old life in there. You know, I was trying to cling to these things. Like what, where are the planets at right now? Like, let me try and understand what's happening in the galaxy. And that'll help explain what's happening to me. Like, Oh, is it Mercury retrograde? Like, you know, like all of those um, new age type of things I was trying to figure out like what had happened because like I said, every other divine intervention, I felt God's presence. This one, I did not. And I, I forgot to say that part. That That's the part that upsets Christians is um, I fully believe that God caused my accident. If Who I am right now today, God wouldn't cause me harm. Absolutely not. It wouldn't happen. He loves me. That wouldn't happen. But I was not on his team. Um, but he still protected me in that moment. The fact that I walked away with no scratch physically on my body at all. And like I... 
I should have sent you a picture of it. I might, I had a brand new expedition. It still had the temp tags on it. It was smashed all the way to the dashboard. Like the whole entire mm -hmm. front end of my truck was smashed in. It stopped right when it got to me. Um, I'm sorry, I forgot to say that part earlier. But anyway, all these days of like sitting in the woods and, and just talking to God, it was like, looking back on it, it seems like little bit by little bit, but it was really a very kind of like short time frame that like all of these things happened. Um, I started making video diaries because I started having all of these revelations that I was so excited about. And I was like, I was meeting God in a brand new way and a way that I knew that I would sound crazy if I shared any of this with anybody else. Like I was convinced that I was losing my mind. Like I was like, maybe I'm just a brand new person like in this body. Like, I don't know what's happening to me, but like, this is so cool. So I started making like video diaries so that I wouldn't forget. Um, it turns out looking back on them, I forgot quite a lot. And I would repeat myself <laughs> often. <laughs> like it's kind of, it's kind of sad sometimes to go back and watch, but it's still really cool to see that, see it happen. You know, and then like the first time I met Jesus, like, like really met Jesus. And I was even like whispering in my video, like, like, oh my gosh, like he, he talked to me, like he came to me and he gave me something. And like, I was so excited about it, but I thought for sure that I would be like shunned because in the world that I was in absolutely not no Jesus like that's that's a no-go so it's like I'm whispering to my camera about like this excitement that I had but I still could not understand why <laughs> like why me like I should be your enemy like I don't speak well about you at all like I try to bring people away from you like I'm like the robber in like the white van luring your child with candy like why did you come to me why did you why me and then over time, it just, it just built. And the first thing that he had to work out in me, and it's very, very, I know that I'm like safe in this community and I can just say like, God, talk to me. My Absolutely. Siri just kicked on. That was weird. I'm sorry. Um, but it's, it's still, sometimes I feel, I feel like people are going to think I'm crazy, but I know you guys don't. Um, but God told me in the very beginning that the, well, Jesus told me that my issue with my heavenly father was really my issue with my earthly father. And I needed to separate them. Wow. And it made so much sense to me of why I was so resistant to like accepting God's love and trusting. I had never felt safe in my whole entire life. So I had a really hard time believing that like God was going to keep me safe. But it was like in that time where it was just him and I that he was able to remind me of all the times that he did keep me safe, even when I didn't think that I wanted it, you know? Um, so it was like really rectifying that relationship first. Um, and then, then we started working on like obedience things because I'm not, I'm not an obedient person by nature. Yeah. Um, and I started wrapping my hair and that actually came to me like in a meditation. I literally sat with Jesus and he, I don't, I don't share this with people often. So you guys are <laughs> it's cause I can only see the two of you. So I'm not scared. Yeah. Um, it was like, I remembered like he was like shifting between like a man and like 
like a like a little ball of light just like back and forth and at the time i was i was just like wow that's so cool but now i'm like i god was trying to piece it all together for me you know with the holy spirit and it it was like dropping those things into my mind and my and my memory and into my spirit and i'll never forget we were just like sitting face to face and he just takes this little ball of green light and puts it into my heart and was like, you're going to need that later. And I was like, Jesus just gave me a gift. I don't know what it is. I don't know what he just gave me, but he just gave me a gift. And I was like overjoyed. Like I had never, I didn't know what it was at the time, but like, I was just so excited. Like, I can't believe this is happening to me. And I came out of that and I started covering my hair. And I was like, I know people are really gonna think that I'm nuts now. I, and I just, I completely shifted into this modest lifestyle. I like threw out all of my old clothes. Um, I just started changing the way that I dressed, the way that I carried myself, the way that I spoke. It was very extreme. And it was very difficult for my family too, but I was like, you guys don't, you don't need to accept it and you don't need to understand, but God told me that I need to do this and that's what I'm going to do because I don't know why, but I know that that's what I need to do. And, and now I know it was an obedience thing. He wanted me to follow his lead and trust him. It obviously wasn't a forever thing. I don't cover my hair anymore. I never once expected every woman to do it. I knew that that was just for me and what I needed to do, but it developed a new type of trust in him. Um, and I'm thankful for that experience, even though it was kind of hard, you know, in the beginning, like yeah. who's this white girl that's covering her hair. Like, what are you, what are you into now, Jennifer? You know? Um, but it was around this time that I started really understanding about the, the defense identities that I had built up. So when he took my memory from me, he took my identity with it, which is why I was always so confused and I didn't know how to have relationships with people. And it was even down to like talking to my mom. I knew that she was my mom, but I didn't feel anything. And that used to break my heart because I felt guilty and I felt like I should be feeling something from her. Um, but I, I just want you guys to kind of like understand like the level of confusion that I was, I was feeling, I didn't know how to have relationships with people. But it was here in this, this broken space that I learned that the reason why I couldn't hold um, like those identities, like I couldn't figure out who I was is because none of those people were actually who I was. My identity can only be found in Christ. That is, that is who the Lord made me to be. And every time I tried to create a new Jennifer, it was like I was just putting a shield up to that. And those are the things that he removed from me. Um, and I think that's why I'm able to speak so boldly and so confidently now. Because for the first time in my life, without a shadow of a doubt, I know who I am. And nobody can take that from me. And nobody can interrupt that. Like, God says, this is who I am. That's it. End of discussion. There's nothing else to talk about. Like, you don't like me? Sorry. Unless my father tells me I have to change something, then I'm not I'm not going to. That's um, what I love about you. Like, when you have your lives, you want to talk about God? Uh, that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk yeah. about God. <laughs> yeah. So through that whole entire experience, he was the only thing that made sense to me. It was the only thing that I could understand. And it was like, I'm getting all these revelations. And it was like, I felt like I was crazy because there was nobody in the world that I could 
I could talk to about it because it didn't make sense to them. They didn't, they weren't going through the same type of thing that I was going through. Um, so I always say that losing my memory was the best gift that he could have ever given me because when, when my memory was gone, all of the emotions were gone with it. So whenever something was reintroduced to me, whenever he allowed something to come back up to be healed properly, I was no longer like emotionally attached to it. It was almost like I was remembering a scene from a movie. It wasn't my memory I was remembering. You know, it was like, I felt like I was just watching something, you know? And, and so I was able to address it and face it without crumbling, without turning into a different person, you know, as like a way to protect myself. Yeah. You know, when you go into the woods and I just feel like it, it kept coming to me when you said you went into the woods and it's like, it, it, and I, I do it a lot and I say it a lot. It'd be still and know that I'm God mm -hmm. and it will reveal. So, and I, and, and I know there's people in here specifically one that I'm looking at, but there's other people in here that I'm like, take your shoes off, go outside, be still, get some sun. And your mind, God will just come in and just be like, just be still, just, yep. just listen. And I feel like it, it helps so many people. In fact, Steve McCraw, um, I told him too, I said, you need to turn it off. And I heard him say last night on his live that him and Sarah are going to the river this weekend. I was overjoyed because I told Steve, I was like, you need to turn it off. Mm -hmm. be still turn off your phone because he's just super busy and I said just just be one you know just go out and be one and him and Sarah are doing it this weekend and I was I was so overjoyed I mean of course you know I, I don't know a lot of people have probably told him that but that that's my big thing is, is sometimes you have to just be still you know. And that was the hardest thing for me. I am such a go, go, go person. And I still struggle with this. But but back then, especially, it was like I was always finding something to fill the space, you know, so that I didn't have to face it. And mm -hmm. and the it is God. Like, I just face God. Like, from back from that day in my apartment when I ran from him, like, why are you saving me? I don't deserve this. All he wanted me to do was turn around the whole time. You know, it was almost like I was searching for him. Like, and he would tap me on the shoulder and be like, Jennifer, I'm right here. I'd be like, okay, okay, okay. But like, let me look over here. Let me look over you here. Know? Let me look. Yeah. Look and it, but he was there the entire time. Like, it was like, I'm looking and he's standing right next to me. Like, I imagine patiently, but apparently not, you know? And it was like, all he wants, and, and that's all he wants from anybody is just turn around. It doesn't matter yeah. how far you've yeah. strayed or what you've done. All you have to do is turn around. Take my hand. And, turn around. Yeah. Take my hand. Yeah. And it's the same thing when you're repenting. He just wants you to turn the other way. Like, that's it. That's what repent means to turn away from, right? You just want to turn yeah. away from that and turn back to him and you're fine. Like you're, you're safe again. You're in that space. There was a really interesting, it, it rained a lot um, during these first few months of, of like my recovery. And I kept going outside and it was like, I just need to be in the rain. And I, you know, I'm still not really sold on like this whole Christian thing yet, but I was like, I feel like I'm getting baptized. Like I was baptized as a baby, but it, it felt different this time. It was, yeah. but it yeah. was like, looking back on it, I'm like, wow, that was such a, that was so cool that like my soul knew that that's what I needed. My spirit knew, like my mind didn't know what I was doing, but it was just, 
I was just so completely surrendered to God. And, and I'll tell you the moment, I know the moment that this, this ha- started happening to me, I was sitting on, on my bed and I remember just kind of like yelling to God and just, you know, out there. And I'm like, I'm just really sick of getting in these messes. Like, I know I, I'm going to get out of this. I'm going to get to the other side because I always do. Like, even when I don't want to, I always get out of these things. I was like, but like, how do I stop getting in it? Can we just do that now? Like, how do I stop getting into these messes? And that was my moment of take it over. Like, like that was really me asking him, like, can you really like show me what I need to do? Because I'm not doing it right. Like, no matter what I do, it's worse. Yeah. And then that like that moment of surrender and just opening my heart to him is when he started to really be able to like make a change in me. And and uh, so about like eight months later or so, I ended up moving in with my mom, um, lost, lost my farm, lost my house, lost my business, my car, everything except for my son. I literally lost everything in my life. But I knew like I knew I knew I knew it was going to be fine. God was going to have my back no matter what. And it was like through all of those months of only having him and only understanding him just like made my faith so strong because I'm like, he's the only one that's been there for me the whole time. <laughs> like it doesn't matter about anything else. I don't care if I don't have anything else. As long as I have him, I'm fine. And being in my mom's house was like, it was my childhood home. So it was like, suddenly I'm faced with all of these things that I had been running from for a really long time. But the difference was I had him that where I didn't have him before. Um, but that's really when my memory started coming back a lot faster. And I was, I got connected with my childhood church, but like in a new way, you know, like I was so scared to go there at first because I'm like, I don't know what they remember about me or what they heard about me. Like when I was a teenager and like, I was embarrassed but it was the most open arms come on in you know like and everything that I thought a church wasn't (laughs) like I was like wow they really are like loving and accepting here like this is great and I just I couldn't get enough of God so I just every single bible study I could get into you know every single group I could be a part of I just was plugging myself in all the time because it was the only thing that made sense to me and um then COVID happened, you know, and everything shut down, unfortunately. But I started um, just looking onto different like online things, you know, and seeing where Christ was online. And I was seeing all these ministries that God was was building during this time. And I'm like, wow, that's really amazing. And um, unbeknownst to me, he was going to use me to do the same thing. And it's really mind blowing to me because I did all of these things before in my old life for the wrong reason. And now I'm seeing him use it for what he intended. And it's so awesome. (laughs) And I'm like, every day, I'm like, "Uh, thanks for letting me be your vessel because I don't feel worthy of it. And I just, I pray every day. I'm like, just keep my feet on the ground and my eyes towards heaven and use me however you need to use me. But just like, let me know that it's you because I'm so afraid to make the wrong mistake again. Like, I don't ever want to lose him again. Like, I know that I won't, but that's how deeply I love him. Like, I just, I could never go back to that place. And I, I remember him telling me very clearly more than once, you can be whoever you wanted, want to be, but you cannot go back to who you were. And I was like, deal. I won't. 
but I feel like who I am now is exactly who he created me to be. And I truly believe that this, this me is the me that would have happened if all of those things didn't happen to me along the way. So it's like, he had to remove me from all of that in order for me to see like him mm-hmm. and who I was to him and not who everybody else told me that I was or who I should be or who I tried to be. It was just, it's all about him. That's my story. And I hope I wasn't really confusing. I know I bounced around. No, like my heart, like everybody in the peanut gallery even loves you. Like I didn't even look. I couldn't look. They're they're like, they love you. They all love you. I Um, love you guys. Everybody in pill or in YouTube loves you and has nothing but good to say. You know, like all glory. Everybody loves you. Everybody loves you. No, that was awesome. You know, it's funny when when God allows you to be who you are. And I think I told Lori this weekend, I said, I have the biggest smile on my face because I know. And it, it was funny because it was a revelation just this past weekend. And I said, I know what I'm meant to be. I know who I am and who I have always been and didn't know it until this past weekend. And I just smiled and I told Lori, I said, no, no, I am smiling. It's fine. I was crying. (laughs) She was bawling. And I'm like, no, it's fine. I know. And I was so Mm -hmm. happy because it just hit me just like that because I was praying, you know, I was praying about something and, and I was like, and it just hit me just like that. And I was like, wow. I said, that is, that's amazing. That's, that's awesome. That that's who I've always been. Didn't know it was who I've always been, but now I know who I've always been. You know, it was that weird little little relationship (laughs) you have and all of a sudden it came together and it made sense. And I was like, no, Lori, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm smiling. And I was like, don't cry, you know? And it was just, it was just an amazing revelation i guess you know yeah. and and Lori and i've been doing this for i think a year now i think i don't, yeah. I don't even know a year yeah a year has it been here and i'm like and all of a sudden it just hit me and i was like so whatever Lori, whatever i'm, I'm good we're good it's it's fine you know? you know, it's so crazy. Like that peace of God, it truly is peace. And like, I, that's the only thing that's carried me through the last five years. Like once I moved to my mom's house and I, I was like, that's, I don't have anything to my name now, like literally nothing, but I, it was fine. It's going to be fine. Like I had $20 at one point stretched it six months for me and my son. How? I don't know. Could I do it again? Uh, only by the glory of God, not. because only that's the, it, it was him. Like, it's not because I had any talent at stretching money, but like when he says he will provide and everything will be fine and you just need to sit there and be quiet and do what he tells you to do, like do it because I don't, I don't know how I made it this long with, I could have never done it with that. I hope you're in here. It's just now this year that things are really starting to change for me. I mean, like multiplication upon multiplication and it's blowing me away because I, it's like I had been planting these seeds throughout the years, you know, just trying, just learning, just trying to be obedient. And I, I would, and then things wouldn't, they would just stop. And I'm like, well, I don't know what we went through that for, but okay, you know. 
But now it's all making sense. Like with the fourth poem, I started that Discord a long time ago. Nobody was in it but me and my son for a year. And I didn't even try to do anything with it. And then all of a sudden, God was like, go. Okay, so right. so with, with the peanut gallery over there probably just being bad, and with the YouTube people, what is the fourth poem? Ex explain your little venture okay. there. Okay, um, the fourth poem is an online ministry. Um, so we all know the state of the world and the state of um, corporations, news stations, all of that. And I just truly believe that God has been raising up an army of people who Absolutely. are going to use this platform, the internet, to reach his people that he needs. That's right. Um, and it doesn't matter how many times and how many ways they try to shut us down. Like, nothing is going to stop God. We've all read the book. We know how it ends. We know who wins. Um, and the fourth palm is just a branch off of that tree. How big it's going to get, I don't know where it's whether it's going to be hosting things, you know, like this for other people. I'm not sure. It's, it's God's. I'm just typing right. on, the, on the keyboard, you know, but that's, it's meant to be an online ministry. So the discord right now is just a place where people can gather. Um, we have a section for prayer requests, so you can put anything in there that you need and everybody in the community will be praying for you. Even if it's somebody that you know, and you just want to drop something in there. Um, there's different, uh, sections to do like word studies. Like I'm really into words and languages. So I love to study Greek and Hebrew and just really get to like the meat. Like there's so much meat in the Bible that like one yeah. word can tell a whole nother story, you know? Absolutely. Um, so there's sections in there where those things um, will be happening, different journaling sections. Um, there's like a creative Bible art section. And then there will be like just shows that I'm going to host eventually when God kicks me in my butt and gets me like on an actual schedule because I am, I'm, I hate to be told what to do. So I'm rebelling against a schedule, <laughs> but I'm trying. <laughs> uh, but yeah, join the discord. It's fun. We're a great little, we're a great little community and I love to pray. Like I love to pray. So I love it when people come in there and drop their prayers. And I actually have um, a prayer list, a private prayer list that I, it's people that I meet on TikTok. Yeah. And I, I recently uh, started doing like battles on TikTok, which I, it's, there is, yeah, it is on YouTube. There's not much on there, but it's there. I'm telling you, God had me set all this stuff up a long time ago. And I just never, I was like, when you tell me to do it, I'll do it. But I'm resisting right now. But yeah, the fourth song, <laughs> fourth is spelled out. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. Battles on, on TikTok. I hate doing it. It makes me so uncomfortable, but the people that God has brought across my path in this way has been I, I yeah. at first I was like this is strange and then after like three or four I'm like oh this is God like this has to be God like there's no way that it's not and the people of like different different faiths that have come on and told me that they see God in this place and they see the way that the chat is you know and they see me talking and it's nothing but love even when, mm -hmm. even if I'm being harsh and a little blunt, because I, I ha I can do that, but it's mm -hmm. still, it's like they're seeing it, and they're, and they've told me they, they're seeing it for the first time. They had, they've had their religion, they've had their faith, but mm -hmm. they've never seen God like this. And I'm like, that is the best compliment you could have ever given me, because that's not me. That's all yeah. the Father, and I'm like, I love that. 
but there was this one um this one guy from Syria I have to share this with you guys he um he requested to like to battle me and I was like you know okay fine I hate it but we'll do it and he started showing us his tent that he lives in and then he showed us like where his family was sleeping and so over there it was like the middle of the night and he had all these brothers and sisters that were like on the floor and like sleeping bags and stuff and so they had um in in his best broken english that he could he told us a story about how like hand motions and everything how a bomb blew up his house hmm. they lost everything wow. and i was like it's heartbreaking the minute he took me into the other room and i saw the children it was like my my spirit started crying like something in me just was like overwhelmed and i was like oh gosh so we ended it and then it was i was kind of like sitting there and i was having my own thoughts but i, I didn't want to bring it up and then one person in the chat was like go get that guy back and i was like yeah you think i should battle him again and they were like somebody else yes go find him and it, we collectively as a group found his TikTok page and went back and everybody went to his side. So it was like, I was hosting it and they all went over there and they all started gifting him. And this man was jumping up and down, screaming, crying, so grateful, so thankful. I've never <laughs> seen that before in my life. And I mean, just like, just so grateful. And he wrote my name. He was like, what's, what's your name? And I told him Jennifer. And he asked for somebody to like spell it in the chat. He wrote my name on the side of the tent. He requested me yesterday and I accepted it. And he started jumping up and down again because I accepted it. And he was like, look, and showed me on the tent. Like he remembered who I was. And he was like, I'm so grateful for you and your friends. And was just like over like spilling everything like all of this gratitude and he was like wait 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 he goes and gets his dad and pulls his dad up and his dad was crying and he's like this is the girl that brought the people over and like they were just so overjoyed like this family lost everything and it's like i know that there's probably scammers you know and people who pretend you know because they're trying to pull on people's heartstrings right oh, but yeah. like when the Holy Spirit moved amongst all of us at the same time, and we all collectively were like, no, we're going to go help this person. And then, and then to see it again, like a couple weeks later, I know I was going to bring up Cass too. Yeah. <laughs> I was too. If he yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really Cass is the reason how all of this started really with the battles. Um, Honey Bee Cass says he looked up the fourth palm on YouTube and it isn't there. It's there. Are you spelling it like, Wait, I don't know where the name is on here, but it's there, I promise. We'll oh, you know what? It might have numbers at the end of it. Hold on. Let me verify Oh, good that job, there. Jennifer. Good job. No. I know. I know. This is, listen, talk about resistance. I have, yep. The fourth poem, 7786. I'm going to blame that one on YouTube, though. I feel like they did that to me. Yeah. Uh, the cat had cerebral palsy, and, um, he requested me like three times one night and I, I didn't do battles. I like talking to people and we will get into like deep talks for like three hours. You know, we'll just sit there and talk about God. Yeah. So when the fourth one came through, I was like, fine. And I, you know, accepted. And he's like, Hey, do you want to battle me? And I was like, uh, I don't like to battle. I don't want I don't really want to do that. I'm sorry. And he's like, well, why not? And I was like, well, I like to talk to people and I don't really like watching people like yell at their, their screens and they just ignore each other. And he's like, 
See, I don't like that either. I like to talk to people too. So how about we battle and we just talk? So I was like, fair, we'll do that. Um, so I learned, I learned his story. He has cerebral palsy. Uh, he's in a wheelchair. He um, has a YouTube channel also. He raises money on TikTok to fund like his, they call them holidays over there in the UK. <laughs> and he films them and that's what he, he makes his YouTube channel about. So his whole entire thing is about just showing other people with disabilities that you can have a life and you can do this and you don't need to just give up and, you know, be stuck because everybody told you you have a disability and you can't do anything. Um, so Cass is like a regular, like we literally get on live like every single night and just talk to each other and have like a couple little silly battles and stuff. Um, but I, over time I would like kind of pop in and I would see the way that other people were treating them on TikTok and they would just X out right away. They wouldn't even speak to him. Um, people would just deny like battling him all the time. And it was awful to watch like another human being, like how do you treat somebody like that? Yes. Thank you. Guys. Um, I, I don't know how that happened. I, this is what happens <laughs> when you do everything with a brain injury, to be honest. Like, I wish I knew where my, my thought was at that moment. Well, they but. said, um, somebody said, um, one minute to fix it. Yeah. They added that to everyone's, um, channel oh, a yeah. few months ago. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Oh, so, oh, so it's not, not it is YouTube's fault. Perfect. It's a yeah. YouTube thing. It's not yeah, you. yeah. <laughs> they did it to, they did it to us too. I just went in and changed it a little bit. So. Yeah, I just clicked the link from your um your TikTok a while ago and followed you, so I didn't even know how to like look for it. <laughs> I think it doesn't have numbers. Well, I don't know. Oh well, ours did. I don't know. I'm sure if you go to our TikTok page, you have it in your um. Yeah, my link tree has everything on it. Um. And my link tree is on all of my socials, so no matter how you want to find me, whether it's on Twitter or Instagram or. Or TikTok. It's all there. Somebody said you were the TikTok talk show host. Honeybee said <laughs> she just checked it out. Honeybees are our little our little busy bee. I know. And she's, she's always on, even when I'm watching like alphabets, she's always on like both she is. Rumble and um Twitch. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Twitch. I also have a Twitch channel, but don't go on there because I despise Twitch and I really there's like a lot of people despise Twitch. I've had that one for a long time too, and I, I hate it. <laughs> I don't like it because it's just to me it's just all they want to do is gaming and it seems like any channel that that matters that you would be interested in to like catch up on world events or whatever they like hide it behind a bunch of gamers and if mm -hmm. you don't click on something quick enough then you go to a gaming channel and I'm not I mean I'm 59 years old I'm don't I'm not a gamer you know yeah. it's weird I don't like it either so yeah, I um, I accidentally like streamed from my iPad one day, and I didn't have the same settings on my iPad, and it like started deleting my videos, and I just got pissed, and I was like, I can't. Mm -hmm. This is just like creating even more problems for me, like more yeah, reasons for me to yeah. not want to do it. So, I started. I kind of started to feel like, like God was leading me back towards YouTube a little bit more. Um, I used to have a YouTube channel in my former life. Um, so I think a lot of it for me when it comes to resistance is like acknowledging that God is in the lead now and it's okay as long as I'm following him. But it's like I have these memories of things that I did before when I was wrong and I'm like, I don't want to do that again. Do you yes, follow so like, Auntie, really Auntie Colette? Colette? 
do you follow her? She was the last picture that was on our, our intro where she's like this. She's got curly hair. She, I love her. She got curly hair. Absolutely her name's gorgeous. She she used to be a um a um what was she a medium psychic medium? Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's she's definitely not that anymore. Yeah, but there's um, um there's a lot of us I think that God is bringing mm -hmm. up because I think there's going to be a very big a very big exodus of the new age and those people are going to need somewhere to go and they're going to need people to love them and show them that it's okay. You know, yeah. because like, like my fear going back into, into church was, what are they going to think of me? You know, and I, I still, I think I've, I've talked about it enough now that it's okay. <laughs> like I can say it, but it's still embarrassing for me to admit like some of the things that I did. We're all sinners. I know. Yes. I and know. if you go to a church where they judge you, then that's not a place for you to be. I agree. I agree. And I think that's why it's important for people to share their testimonies. You know, you need to, yes. people need to know that it's, it's not just them. Oh, I've done right. so much stuff in my past that I, I would, I would be on here for hours if I actually <laughs> like had diarrhea of the mouth or something. It would be bad. <laughs> it would be bad. This is Colette. Yes. Yes. I know her. Oh. Yeah, she's awesome. She's she's so funny. Oh my god. Yes, we both. We had her on last week. Was it week before last? When, yeah. when, I don't know. Last week. Last week. Yeah. She's amazing. I love her. I love her like I love you. So. <laughs> a lot of people. A lot of people around here are amazing. Yes. 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 We have a great group of people. Like mm -hmm. like I said, we're family. Yeah. And and that's that's exactly the feel that we have it was is we're family because I think a lot of us we've talked about it before we're the black sheep we were kind of right ostracized by our families a lot of us yeah a lot of us more than you would realize yep more than you would realize even even me and I think that's one thing that that kind of glues us together is that we have that familiar feeling of not being cared about right. or, yep. but yeah and and like your group is family yep you're and it's so it's so crazy how god just, brings all of this together you know like the the internet can be a two-edged sword you know and anything can be good can. for good or yeah. for evil but it's like I never would have met these people I never would have met you guys like I never would have met Iz and Chris like it just and the weaving of the webs that God does is just it's crazy mm -hmm. like it, even in my own personal life sometimes I look at and I'm like only God could have done that because if it was anybody else like it wouldn't have worked but you know I've seen him pull out things 20 years later you know, and bring somebody back around and it's like, oh, all of a sudden that makes sense. You know, like that friendship yeah. that happened and he's just amazing. I just, I'll glory to him because. Kyle, this, this log logical king, he's the one that came up with the uh, Alphabets logo. Oh, no he's way. Made that. Yeah. 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 It's kind of crazy. You know, it seems like we always talk about this, always talk about this, but a lot of us came from Alphabets. And branched off from alphabets. Like a tree. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. <laughs> and we all just kind of like weave together and how it's grown is just in a year, I would say in a year, how much it's grown is insane. And everybody that we pull from and everybody that we bring in, like you, like Colette, like, like Steve, like, and it's just, and it just keeps growing. I, I always call it a tree. So we've got branches and we got roots and it's, yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Kyle said he's proud of that logo. <laughs> yes, we are. We are proud of that logo too. We I just, I want to say something about um, the dementia thing. Um, so my neurologists have used that word with me before. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't give life to that, but um, I will say it's, it's been an interesting journey for me because when I was, you know, didn't know anything and couldn't remember anything. Um, I knew God. And a lot of times with dementia patients, they, they may not, they may not even recognize their own children, which terrified, like even the thought of that makes me cry. Um, but they'll start singing hymns from their childhood. And I know that it hurts us as humans, but they have God in their spirit. And it's, that is a beautiful thing. So it's like, no matter, I'm just going to speak from my own experience. And even though I didn't succumb to it and God pulled me out of it, I know for certain every time I see somebody who's going through that, that God is with them 100%. Yeah, I've seen a lot on dementia patients where um, like family members, you know, of course they won't recognize family members, but they'll put headphones on them and yeah. play like older music and hymns and things like that and the person just starts singing along and it's like mm -hmm. it's like it's 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 in them that he lives in them of course yeah. and it's it's i love watching that and you know and then it's sad you know after they take the headphones off that they're they're back you know and they don't mm -hmm. recognize yeah i um i wish i had my like my my daily bible i have a lot of different translations because i like to study study them and study the words and stuff but i my like daily bible is down in my studio but it's um i i've tabbed off Lori. i don't know if you've ever heard me share this story but i've tabbed off every book in the bible like as i completed it um and it's finally all filled up filled up so i can officially say that i have in fact read the whole entire bible like i just needed to know that but the reason why is because there was some point probably within the first year after my accident where I was listening to some someone teaching something and they had said about how um, God will, God writes his law on your heart, right? And he'll pull it out of you when he needs to. But the preacher was talking about how it needed to be in you in order for it to be pulled out of you. Mm -hmm. And that it just really like clicked for me. And I was like, okay, I don't ever want to lose God again. Cause it seems like I've already lost him <laughs> in my life. Like, my fault but i was like i just want to know that it's there so i want to read the whole bible so that no matter what happens if if everything goes that will be there and he can pull it out as he needs it and i like went on a mission to read the whole entire bible and it's like it's i mean the the bible itself is like spilling open like the pages are like curling because it's just been used so much and like taped up and like it can't even close anymore but 
I love that darn mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, because yep. it's like that's my journey coming out. And <laughs> but I think yeah. that's why, like, even with people with dementia, you know, like it's in them, and God will never let that let that escape. Yeah, written on their hearts. Yeah, yeah, like I'm working on it. Um, this is Dad Jeff gave me a scripture. It's Proverbs ten seven says. The memory of the just is blessed. Proverbs 10, 7. Because I can remember the verses. I can quote the verses, but I can't tell you where they're at. And that's that memory thing. Uh huh. So I started listening to like verses at night when I'm, I'm going to sleep. It's, it's a different thing. I used to just listen to the Bible, but this is a thing on YouTube and it's verses. And, and it will say you know, the verse, and then it says what the verse, you know, it reads the verse, and I will know every single one of them. And I'm like, it is still in me. Like, mm -hmm. I still do know all of these. So I keep, I read, I keep, I printed it out. It's on my wall. And I read it every day. And I'm like, the memory of the just is blessed. And I'm just, I'm just hanging on to that because I, you need to, you need to write that one down. Proverbs 10, 7. <laughs> I'm glad that you shared that with me because that one always makes me cry because I really? always looked at it. Yeah. Because I always looked at it like almost like in a self self-condemning way, hey, you hey. know, like we're having a muffin moment. I lost my memory. So I'm glad that you just gave me that perspective on it. That was, I needed that. I, when we close out, stay. Don't leave. I have okay. stuff I need to tell you. Okay. Because <laughs> some people just jump out. Don't jump out. I have to tell <laughs> you. <was> <laughs> no, I, I don't want her to jump. <laughs> but it's not rude because if they want to go, it's fine. But I don't want her to go yet. <laughs> I won't go anywhere. <laughs> um, We're going on an hour and a half. All right. I'm just saying that, wow, time flies is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I know. I, I, I knew, I knew this was going to, I, I don't know. It's just like, God tells you when to prepare yourself for something. Mm -hmm. You know what? Yeah, I don't know if you know what I'm saying. I was prepared for this today. I, all day. I, I knew this was coming because some bad stuff has happened. And Me too. yesterday was really, really rough. And this morning was really, really rough. And, and God's like, just get ready. Yeah. Something good is happening. So yeah, I knew I've, that I've been going through that too. And that's why I was so excited when you asked me, um, cause it was starting. And I, I mean, I told you a little bit before about how, like, I've just been like running into things and dropping things and my muscles are spasming. And I, I like, my depth perception is wonky. So I'm like hitting my head on stuff and it's just a, a bad couple of days. Um, but on top of that, like there's just been stuff, you know, muck. Static. Yeah. yeah. Static. And I just keep holding on to like, well, you know, if it's getting this, this intense, then there must be something coming around the corner that, you know, they're trying to knock us off our kilter and I'm not going to let that happen. Absolutely. So. I just couldn't wait to get here tonight because I'm like, this is going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I had wanted to ask you, I've thought about it. Like, you know, we talk, I jump in and you're like, Lori. And I'm like, I need to ask her. 
but it was just not time. It wasn't the right time. And then when I did, and I, I don't know, it just fit. It worked. And yeah. God knew. His timing mm-hmm. is always right. So. Yes, it is. <laughs> Thank you, Lynn everybody. Are, all, uh, are always connected somehow. You think? We're a different, we're a different breed. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. True. That's true. Yeah, I felt um, bad today. I felt bad today when I got when I came home. I was just like, yeah, shaking and sweating, and I was like, I, I have to take a nap. Well, I told so, you I saw the rainbow right before I got on here. Yeah, right. Too. Yeah. And it wasn't even raining, but it was, it was so raining warm. here. It's raining here. <laughs> it was so bright and it was so Are beautiful. Huh? So are you getting rain? We haven't had rain in like yeah. we just started raining outside. It oh, just crazy. started pouring. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but when I saw the rainbow, it was nice. God gave us like a little pre-show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. It's been gorgeous down here. It's been perfect weather. Y'all come down. It's perfect weather. We can go to the beach. <laughs> Couldn't find my shoe. Hey, Muffin. Thank you. Thank you all for being here. This has been amazing. I, I, I've i loved watching the comments on both chats, like in YouTube and in Pilled. They've been awesome. Actually, it's not. It's been great. It's been great. I only I saw one. Was... I was trying not to look because I was just nervous that I was going to get, like, Oh, no, that I would get distracted because oh. <laughs> I, I was nervous, you know, so like I was afraid that my mind was going to find a reason to like disengage. And the only thing I saw was a comment about ADD and being able to follow along. And it made me chuckle inside because I always tell people that when they, if they apologize for being all over the place, I'm just like, it's okay, I speak ADD. And it's like, I love how like, <laughs> how people like us can just deal. Like I almost was going to apologize. Like I'm going to be bouncing around and fidgeting a lot. Like I'm sorry in advance, but squirrel. I think yeah, a squirrel. lot of us do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We call it squirreling here. We're like, we squirrel all the time. And it's usually my fault. I think <laughs> it's always my fault. That's, that's my pecans or pecans, wherever you're from. Pecans, pecans. Pecans. We're from Oklahoma, the pecans. The pecans. You're not pecans. You know what a pecan is. I know what a pecan is. I had to use one before. Wait, are they really two different things? Pecan, yeah. It depends on where you're at in the country. Some call them pecans, some call them pecans. Now, if you're from Oklahoma, you get that it is not a pecan. A pecan is what you're what you're pecan. <laughs> That's funny. When I was a little girl, my, my dad used to have a Folgers coffee can. And he would, he was the type that he wouldn't stop unless he was stopping for gas. So us kids, we had to use the pecan. So I, I refused to call them pecans. I'm like, no, it's a pecan. I'm not calling that a pecan. My grandparents had outhouses. Both grandparents did for a long time. Yeah, my, my grandpa did too. My grandma, grandma and grandpa. Honeybee brought that one up. Sorry. I squirreled. I read Honeybee's comments. See what happens? Thank you so much for coming on. We've got to do it again. 
Absolutely. Yeah, don't jump off the... I won't. I won't. <laughs> and thank you all for being here. I love you all so much. And thank you for all the pills on Pilled. Oh, I, I think I thanked everybody. Hey, Benson. It's okay. Hey, Benson. It's okay. Oh, Thanks, I did. Thanks, Brian. Have you been here the whole time? Yeah, he's been on pills. Yes, God wins. Stronger together. Absolutely. That's my name. That's my name. God wins always. If you see me on, um, what's it called? TikTok. TikTok. TikT